Hi, my name is David Siegler and welcome to my podcast. Hi everyone, I hope you're all really, really well. I hope you're out there doing deals, chasing down investors, chasing down estate agents, doing your viewings, whatever it is you've got to do to make your property business prosper and grow. We're well into January 2019 now and um, it should be busy. My experience is busy out there. Plenty of deals to be done and plenty of people looking to get into property. How cool. Uh, So I want to talk a little bit today in this podcast about mentorship. Mentorship. Why, David? Why do you want to talk about mentorship? I'll tell you why. Because I've just come off, uh, I'm recording this episode of the podcast, having just come off three consecutive calls with mentees, people I'm helping on their journey. And um, the value of mentorship is just incredible. It's just huge. Whatever level you're at, if you can find someone ahead of you on the journey, that's really, really, really helpful. Um, And the value of mentorship came to me late. I didn't really have any mentors until the last two, three years where I got mentored by and continue to be mentored by uh, Rob Moore and Mark Homer at Progressive Property. Um, The insights they give are just extraordinary. But for the first 40 years of my working life and in my former career, um, I had no mentors at all. I struggled through on my own. Um, So my former career, for those of you not aware, was basically in retail. We had uh, at our peak, uh, the late 80s, early 1990s, we had 20 retail units operating with all the staff and paraphernalia and everything that went with it. Uh, But I had no mentors. I was self-taught. And here's the thing. I didn't have anyone who I thought I could approach. I was on my own. You know, I was brought up uh, to uh, understand that we didn't talk about certain things in our lives, right? We didn't talk about money. Uh, We didn't talk about our business. We didn't talk about our success. I've been too, uh, too much showy off, you know? Uh, We didn't talk about when we were struggling. You know, we didn't reveal our innermost fears and our uh, trials and tribulations to people around us. We just kept doing what we were doing. We didn't talk about long-term plans, strategies. We certainly didn't talk about money and suppliers. You didn't talk about your suppliers. So I was in a – I had clothing retail shops. Uh, You jealously guarded your suppliers. You know, if you've got a really good supplier with a really good – uh, line of clothing that people wanted in that season, you certainly didn't show, uh, share it with the guy across the road. You know, it was unthinkable. Um, and to be honest, if I was in a town where we had a direct um, opposition, somebody with a clothing shop that was uh, doing similar type of stuff to what stuff we were going doing if if he'd rung me up or she'd rang me up and said David come and have a coffee I want to talk about business want to talk life want to talk about suppliers I would have said no I would not have gone I wouldn't have attended because you just didn't do that you you kept everything close to your chest and um you were very guarded about that stuff and um that's okay when things are good although things could always be better than they were. You thought they were good, but looking back, maybe they weren't quite as good as you'd hoped. It's when times get tough, that's when it really gets difficult. 
So when times are tough, that's the time when you want an ear, a shoulder, uh, whatever, a bit of advice. Who do you go to? Who do you talk to? I had no one to talk to. Couldn't talk to my fellow uh, retailers because they were the opposition. I didn't want to show any sign of weakness or uh, any possibility that they'd understand that I was struggling a bit. I didn't want to talk to my suppliers about it because you don't want to show weakness there either. Because their prime concern is selling their stuff, right? And if I'm having a hard time, maybe they might think it's time to sell their stuff to the guy over the road. You know, got to sort of cover their backs here and uh, make sure that they've got business going forward. I did try and talk to my accountant. I did follow the news at the time. I did watch all back in the day. We used to have the money program, which was all things about money and business and what you did. And um, they all told me the same thing, and it was wrong. Didn't know it was wrong at the time, but it was wrong. Because what they were saying, back in particular 1990, 91, 92, when things got really, really tough, was you've got to cop cut back. You've got to cut costs. The easiest way to save money is cutting costs. Um, come straight off your bottom line. So if you can maintain your turnover and cut costs, your business will be in a stronger place. But I followed it. I followed the advice. I tried to do that. I cut back, cut back. It was a very popular song in a hit parade at the time, but I simply read about money, cut back, cut back, right? Um, so I cut back. I did. And I kept cutting back, but turnover continued to fall. And um, the real problem with our business was that there was an 18-month period, 91, 92, where we lost 50% of our turnover in 18 months in retail. Uh, that's very hard to manage. I didn't know how to manage it. But based on the advice I was getting in the financial supplements, on the TV, whatever, um, I just cut back, cut back, cut back. And where do you cut back? The easiest thing to cut back is staff. I apologise for the staff who got cut back, but, you know, you're fine. You went out and found another job. That was cool. What happened, though, was I was carrying the whole burden on my back because you can only cut back so far. You cut If you cut back beyond that, it's very hard to function. So there was just me. And on a daily basis, basically, I was the shop assistant, the sales assistant. While I was doing that, you know, making the tea, doing the hoovering, tidying up, uh, serving the customers, looking at the displays, all that sort of thing. I was also uh, expecting myself to talk to the bank manager if he rang, to do the VAT, uh, to in the, be in the middle of a really, really important phone call with one of your suppliers and someone would wander in, they want a refund, and I'd have to deal with it. You know, and it's very, very hard to do all of that sort of thing. So um, in 1992... We were forced to give up. We were forced to give up the retail. We were fortunate in that the retail company was um, separate from any property that we had accumulated over the years. So while being a retailer, as you take a lease of premises, and originally all our properties were leasehold, uh, our trading properties were leasehold, from time to time you get a letter offering you to, if you, with the possibility of buying the freehold. And where we could, we bought them. Uh, not all of them, but, you know, several of them. And because uh, we knew, we didn't know what we were doing really in terms of property, but we knew it was a good thing to do. 
We knew it was a good thing in principle to own property. We knew if you put them in a company in five years' time with growth in the economy, it would transform your balance sheet. And to be fair to us, that's what happened. So um, let me fast forward to today. Because today, um, I am mentored. I am pushed forward. I have someone where I can go and share my my goals, my plans, my worries, my concerns, all of that. And it makes such a difference. Now, what I've learned now, which I didn't know back in 1990-91, was that it wasn't cutting back that would have saved my business. That is not what I needed to do. What I needed to do was get a bigger vision. See, I was focused on just taking enough money to pay the bills. Uh, that was that was the only thing that got me out of bed in the morning. That was why I went to to work and it wore me down over a period of time. Um, but because I was focused on just taking enough money to pay the bills, what happened was I just took enough money to pay the bills. That's what I did. So there wasn't enough in the pot for growth, for new strategy, um, sometimes indeed, even to pay myself. So everyone else got paid and I didn't get paid. And I know the old adage that, the teaching that we get now is pay yourself first. It was around then, team. It was pay yourself to first. But that, I found it difficult to do because the pressures are to pay other people as you move forward. So I had to pay. I had to pay the landlord or you lose your premises. I had to pay your suppliers or you didn't have anything to sell. You have to pay the VAT man or he don't get too pleased, right? You have to pay all those people. So I have to pay staff or no one turns up at all. I can't do it all on my own, 20 units, right? Um, and by the time I paid them all that lot... There isn't anything left for me. That was how I found it. So it was a really difficult time. So let's fast forward 20, 30 years. I'm in a completely different place. Completely different place. Uh, so you know, because I've just told you that I had uh, three mentee calls before I uh, launched this episode recording today. And uh, what inspired me to do it was that we are so stronger together. And, um, you know, mentoring is quite a new discipline for me. I haven't been doing it very long. Probably at the beginning, maybe I wasn't very good. Uh, I don't know. For those of you who are on the receiving end of my <laughs> mentoring, uh, maybe a couple of years ago, maybe you thought it wasn't very good. You were all very polite. You said it was very good. So I've always done my best. I've always tried to serve, right? But here's the thing. I am getting much better now, much better now. Um, but I've been in business 42 years. You know, I've been in property 42 years. So my first commercial property was purchased in 1977. Really, really important that you know that. Because it, what does that mean? It means I've been around the block. It means I've learned how to do it the old way. It means I now know how to do it the new way. It means I've got all sorts of interactive experience. I can help you going forward. I've been there, done it, worn the T-shirt. There are many people out there in the mentoring world who are sort of just one lesson ahead of the class. Uh, they try and they, I'm sure they try and serve, and I'm sure they try and help people. But really, if you've only been doing this six, nine, twelve months as opposed to 6, 9, 12 years, or in my case, 42 years, um, maybe you haven't got as full an overview as you need to help people on their journey. So 
I initially found mentoring other people very stressful. I found the responsibility great. I didn't know what I was doing really. Um, not having been mentored myself, I found the experience a little bit challenging. But here's the thing. I'm getting better at it now. I think I'm giving people much more value now and much better focused um, advice and information just for them. So there are three things I've learned in my uh, very short but quite compact mentoring career, and I want to share them with you today because it might help you on your journey. As a mentor, this is what I have learned. Number one, top of the shop, people are smart. Everyone understands uh, that they are trying to build their vision, their dream, their business, whatever it is. People are smart. Now, people are different, and they express their smartness in different ways. Now, when I first started out, maybe I didn't grasp that. You know, there are different types of people out there. So maybe you're a spreadsheet spreadsheet guy or girl, right? I am not a spreadsheet guy or girl. I just want to go that way and get the thing done, right? I, I have a big idea. You've got to go and do the big idea. That's who I am. So I need people in my team, somebody behind me, sort of clearing up the mess that I made, sweeping up and uh, doing the spreadsheet stuff because it's really, really important, very, very important. The thing is, if you're a spreadsheet person, you need to work with somebody who's going to go and get the stuff done, you know, because sometimes, sometimes I do see spreadsheet people you know, seeking the comfort of being wrapped in their spreadsheets. And, you know, you've got to take a bit of action as well. So people are different and people are smart. And you have to, if you're going to mentor somebody, you have to understand that. Number two, and number two is quite important as well. People want to succeed. They want to have success. But success means different things to different people. And um, are you an empire builder? Do you want to build a huge business? Are you ready to commit 80 to 100 hours a week? Is everything in your life going to be secondary to you building this huge property business that will serve you forever and you can keep forever and you have untold wealth and riches in your life? That might be you. Uh, and then at the other end of the scale, maybe you're a lifestyle entrepreneur. I see myself as a lifestyle entrepreneur. I do. Um, what does that mean? It means you want enough. You want to have enough property. You want, to, you want to have wealth, but you want to have it at a level that allows you to enjoy the wealth, to enjoy your life. Um, don't know what your interests are. I like to go and have a game of golf. Um, I, do you know what? Sometimes I like to have the afternoon off. I stroll down onto Brighton Seafront because I'm really fortunate to live in Brighton on the south coast of England. And, um, you know, we'll have a wander, me and Mrs. S, we'll have a wander along the seafront, grab a bit of lunch, watch the uh, sun as it moves across over Brighton Pier. Um, how cool is that? Why would I not want to do that? Um, I enjoy that sort of thing in my life as well. So what does that mean? It means that, no, I'm not going to work 80, 100 hours a week. It's not my dream. I'll do my shift. I'll put a shift in when the shift needs to be put in. However, if we get to whatever your number is, 10, 
15, 20, 30 grand a month, I'm quite happy with that. And you don't have to do that every month because those are significant figures, right? So if that's what you want, then uh, your mentor has to be aware of it. So your mentor, if your mentor understands you're an empire builder, you might get very different advice to if he, uh, your mentor understands that you are a lifestyle entrepreneur. These are different people with different needs, different wants, different requirements in their life. As a, as a more experienced mentor now than, than I was two years ago, I do understand that and I give people different advice. Really, really important. And then number three, so the first one is people are smart. The second one is people want to succeed, but success means different things. And the third one is we are stronger together. We are stronger together. And I, I never had this in my early career, but I've got it now. So what do I mean by stronger together? We need somebody to talk to, somebody to confide in, somebody to advise us, somebody who's walked the journey, somebody who's got experience, more experience than, than we are, right? But you you need somebody who's been on the journey, knows the numbers, knows how it works. You need access to their black book. Because what's really joyful for me is that, you know, uh, from time to time on a regular basis, uh, people by being uh, mentored by Rob and Mark, we get together in the mastermind group. Uh, and that room is just extraordinary because we're all at different levels there. I mean, we all have significant businesses, but we're at different levels. Um, you know, I am probably the smallest business in that room. I am. Uh, that's just the way it is. And when I started, I had all these uh, self-issues about, oh, I'm not worthy. What are they going to think of me? All that sort of thing. That was all rubbish. I was They welcomed me with open arms. I contribute in my way. Um, you know, I think I'm a valuable member of the group. Or let's put it like this. I try to be a valuable member of the group. And that's really, really important. So if you find yourself uh, a mentor who also encourages you on a monthly, quarterly basis, whatever, to come together with his other mentees or her other mentees who are on the same journey who so that you can add to each other's experiences and work together and learn from each other and learn vicariously from what other people are doing. I've had some brilliant tips just being in the room listening to what other people are, are doing. It's so, so important. So this is not a pitch, not a pitch, but what's the lessons of this podcast episode? This is what I think you should do. Find yourself a mentor. Find someone who you can connect with. Find someone who you can sit and have a cup of coffee with. Someone who understands your challenges, your triumphs. You've got to share, share your triumphs as well. You know, if you don't pat yourself on the back when you do something really, really good, who else is going to pat you on the back? And that's important as well. So get yourself a mentor. The three things uh, that I have learned in mentoring other people is that people are smart. People are different, but people are smart. People want to succeed at their level. Whatever it is they want, that's totally cool. It's their business, not yours. It's their life, not yours. Get them If you can get them as a mentor to where they want to be, that's great. And number three, we are stronger together. We can, uh, we, with we stand the storms that, that property and life and everything throws at us. 
and uh, you can put yourself into a really, really good place. So I hope this helps. Whether you're deal packaging or any other strategy, you need mentors in your life. It's one of the things you should start thinking about, even when you're just starting out. Work with somebody who's done it before, who knows where the potholes are, who can catapult you forward in your property business. I hope this helps. Uh, It just came to me after the phone calls I've made this morning. And uh, I'll talk to you again really, really soon. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.